0: I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure, finding myself. Welcome back to Finding Myself. I am Meredith Siggett, the host of the Finding Myself podcast. Thank you everyone for coming back to check out another great episode Today, I am so excited to introduce you to someone. I am really looking forward to everything that she has to say, because i got to be honest with you. I am in need of what she's going to be sharing with us today. So I am so excited to hear what she has to say. I've got some really great questions for her. So I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Wendy Seeger. Hey, Wendy, how are you doing?
1: Hey, great, Meredith. I am so excited that you're having me on today to talk about my favorite topic. So, really
0: glad to be here. Well, and I got to ask, before I get started, I should have asked off the air, but I didn't. In all of my notes, I have you down as Dr. Wendy. Does anyone call you that?
1: No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm I'm just Wendy. I'm just, you know, I'm just another, you know, girlfriend in a group. I, I have other friends who have doctorates and things like that, but um you know we don't no no it's just um you know part of the i guess i guess just share your educational background with people and kind of let them know that you have some sort of information but yeah i'm just one of the girls
0: (laughs) see and i guess in my head like calling you dr wendy instead of you know the proper dr seeger makes me think like oh this is dr wendy i know her like we're good to chat
1: is i just feel like i'm another you know just like your girlfriend that um maybe has had a few other experiences that can just lend a little helping hand, but um not interested in being too terribly formal with it that's for
0: sure all right well i met wendy through instagram we kind of have some connections um in common And so we've had an opportunity to kind of follow each other on Instagram. So I love seeing what you post on Instagram. You've got some personal stuff weaved into um, what you're kind of professionally putting out there. So I'm wondering if you can tell my listeners who you are.
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you, Meredith. And I I do think that this is one of the blessings of social media, um, that, you know, getting to meet people like you that, um, you know, you're out doing you know, you're following a journey yourself and you're sharing that with other people. And I think that's amazing. So, um, so yeah, I'm a, I am, you know, I'm just a mom (laughs) and a wife. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I am a crazy goal getter. So I've been that way for quite some time. Um, I, I, I guess I've become known in my friend circles as the, the friend that likes to do crazy little kind of goals and, um, It doesn't surprise people the new thing i'm coming up with and they roll their eyes and what you know can't she just you know not do these things sometimes (laughs) um so i um but over time i sort of have become that friend that when you're ready to do something exciting in your life when you're just ready for something new or you have a crazy idea that's not safe to tell other people i'm the person (laughs) you come to to like vet the idea um, and then before you know it, if it's a business idea, you've got a business plan, you know, you're growing away with. Or, you know, you go away believing that you can. And it's because I get, I get really, really excited about, um, you know, people really doing the things, doing the things that they really want to do in their lives. And so um, I get so much energy from talking with people and helping them figure it out. Um, so that's just, it's ended up what I'm doing professionally. as I'm a professional figure it outer.
0: I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: That, that needs to go on your business card.
1: I do. I need to write that down. Yes. <laughs>
0: <favorite hour. laughs> so, you mentioned you're the crazy goal getter, and you yes. just recently put something out on Instagram.
1: I did. I did. So, I live in southern Colorado, and we are surrounded on each side by mountain passes. And um, I've lived here, oh gosh, for 20-some years, and over the years, there's been um, many uh, bike tours that come through that they ride these mountain passes, and I always pass these people riding their bikes over mountain passes, and I would think, gosh, those poor suckers, what are (laughs) they doing? And so never in a million years, but you know, the other day, I was driving along, and I thought to myself you know, I have to ride my bike over a mountain pass and, um, which I, you know, I'm not trained for. I'm not a, I'm not a cyclist. I'm, I'm just literally a mom doing crazy things. I mean, literally (laughs) I am. And so uh, I decided that I'm, I'm starting a journey next summer, I'm going to ride my road bike 72 and a half miles over a mountain pass. And um, I have not gotten a single friend yet to join me. I mean, I usually I'm mean, I feel like there's time. I can talk to them. <laughs> they, they're all saying no right now, but you know, I just have to help them believe it's possible. But right now, I'm on my own. It's a journey of one person, and uh, yeah. Um, so, and I am chronicling this through on my website um, right. too, talking about you know the different realizations that come with. Oh dear! I've never even ridden my bike this far, and and this could be a ten-hour bike ride. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, so, like that's the new thing right now. Yeah,
0: I, I gotta be honest. I saw that post where you're like, "Who wants to sign up with me?" and I was like, <laughs> "I'm intrigued. I I would follow her lead." Then I found out what it was, and I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> I knew. No. <laughs> well, I want to have a. a a gopro or something so maybe you can virtually join me i <laughs> virtually if i can experience it through you i'm good
1: yeah, yeah it's crazy it's crazy but i'm yeah. excited
0: well well i love how you're not just talking the talk but you're walking the walk
1: yeah yeah you know this is truly this is truly how I live my life and I I found so much joy in going for things I mean I don't believe everyone needs to ride a bike over a mountain pass to find the same kind of happiness in in their spirit and joy Um, but it gives me so much that I really you know I love sharing that with other people and figuring out how I can help them do the things that are you know kind of sort of the callings on on themselves Um, just like it's helped me all of the things that I dream
0: of doing yeah and you're using a word that means a lot to me joy I, oh, I don't exactly. think I don't think that word is used as much as it should be but yeah. I, personally that word speaks to me oh yes
1: I love that word and and that's what I think of when when we talk about goals we talk about dreams I think the word joy comes to my mind for sure
0: oh I love that I love that so one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast and to talk to you is because one of your specialties is about going after what you want. Yes. And that, I think, is so powerful. And I want to encourage me, myself, to go yes. after what I want. I'm in a new phase in life. And yes. I kind of need to hear about that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so... Um you're, you're gonna, you might have to pause me. I get really pumped up and excited. Okay. And so if you need to, you interrupt me. But um, yes, yeah, so I think that um, if I had to break it down a little bit, there's a difference for me between goals and dreams. So um, a dream is usually made up of many things. Um, so for instance, I have a dream of being a New York Times bestselling author. All right that's a dream because it's made up of many things I actually have to write the book get it edited market it and then people have to like it you know so it's made up of many things and those things to me are goals because they're very specific so writing the book there's a certain amount of uh, you know words that have to go in a book the average nonfiction book has 72,000 words so that has a specific I've Google that you can Google that okay so yeah, you can, uh, yeah, that's a whole other story about okay. how to break goals down into lots of details, which I get obsessed about as well. But anyhow, the, um, the dreams are generally made up of many goals. And so what I like to do when I start working with people on, on goals, it's really to start at the higher level, the dream level. And to if, you know, if I could do anything in my life, anything at all, big, small, what would that be? And so we go through what we call a dreamstorming process, just like brainstorming. And so it is a process of identifying any and every idea you can possibly come up with with what you could do with your life. And so normally um, I, have, I have these squares and things that are out, and there's about a hundred of them. And I have people fill in every blank with things they could do with their lives. And it could be anything. A girlfriend of mine did this, and she wrote, "Make homemade cloth napkins." In one of hers, and you know, little things. Have a garden. Um, to big things like being a New York Times bestselling author or, um, traveling the world. You know, crazy ideas. But what that does is it forces you to, it pushes you to think outside of what you normally would. Um. And the other piece with that, that when I really start coaching people on doing that sort of dreamstorming process is to provide a really a safe place to do that. We tend to, as ideas come up, we tend to crush them right away. Yes. You know, they're like these little seeds that just are like, you know, coming out of the ground. And we like, we're, you know, we like to just like smash them back down on the ground right away by using logic. Like I can't do this. I don't have the resources. I don't not the time my spouse won't support this and so we immediately um, crush that idea and so part of the dreamstorming process and you don't have to follow anything that I do you can get a notebook out and do this yourself is just creating a safe place for yourself to really just allow all of those crazy things to come up and just not judging yourself and not saying well, that's really dumb why, not? why am I putting that there just put it down and not erasing it and just letting it be.
0: I think we put a lot of limits on ourselves, yeah. You know, and for like you, you mentioned a few of those reasons, but we limit like that just isn't real, but we don't give it a chance to be real.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the sad part. I think, you um, know, I've seen that a lot and especially um, working with women who have never really You know, they've really never gotten to do the things they really want to do in their lives for various reasons, family, um, just life circumstances. It's really hard, you know, the older we get to break that habit of crushing those things and not putting those limits around ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's a really great process. I love that. I wrote it down, actually. Um, (laughs) But you also mentioned about not judging yourself. Because, you know, that side of us just comes in, you know, to say, you know, I'm not really good at that, or I'm not the smartest, the prettiest, the Mm -hmm. um, wealthiest, and you just um, judge yourself instead of of seeing how you can accomplish it, even with maybe shortcomings or weaknesses that you have.
1: the initial process when you're doing this is you do have to be a good coach to yourself and say as you're going through it I promise not to judge myself and I promise not to analyze these things you can analyze them later that's a that's a later step I you know I promise just to allow them to sit here and to have some space and I will not be a, a dream crusher <laughs> I will allow them to be and, and be a good coach
0: to yourself. Which I think that's an interesting point. I kind of more recently saw that concept, and it was kind of more of a headline in a social media post. And I saw it and kind of passed by it and didn't pay much attention to it, um, but I've seen it more and heard some people talk about it. And I was like, whoa, oh, hold on a minute. I really didn't give that the time that I needed to, to think about that. That, you know, I, I can talk myself through things. I can, you know, use myself to help myself. Like, what would, I say, what would I say to someone else in that situation? If I would say it to someone else, why am I not saying it to me?
1: Right. Well, this is where I create these theories. <laughs> And I like I can take that idea a little deeper. And and this may be helpful for you as I know that you and I talked off air of some of your goals. Right. And and so I was thinking about that preparing for for this. And and the way that I see this is inside our heads. We have a a big round table and we have maybe six, seven people sitting around that table. And And we're the control panel. Right. You know, like we're the person behind the curtain. And you know we have different people sitting at the table. We have logic at the table. We have we have a mother figure that's like nurturing. We have courage. We have fear, um, and we have that negative, nasty person. And they're all sitting at the table, and all of those people look a lot like us, right? But they're all these people sitting at a table, and um, over time the. The people that we have gone to. So, if we've gone to fear, so when we're doing this dreamstorming process and, and we're typically, or we go to logic right away, like logic can be the worst enemy of a dream and a goal because it, if used incorrectly or if it's sitting next to fear, a fear can help convince logic that it can't happen. But if logic is sitting next to courage, now we've got something now if if courage is saying you know this is possible it can be done i am i can do this we have to figure it out now logic is coming alive to solve the problem on how it can be done but if it's sitting next to fear then all of a sudden the logic there's always fear involved in anything and and if that's that's the voice that's coming through then that's going to be what we listen to but at the end of the day we are controlling who is speaking we are just we're making that the choice who gets to speak
0: i i really love that because it's so visual to yeah. kind of you know visualize the, you know who's sitting around my table yeah but also when i'm having those thoughts to identify who at the table is speaking yeah it, it just makes that connection stronger and to think okay where is that thought coming from is it logic is it fear is it courage and okay. if it's fear what would courage say to fear
1: oh so that's exactly i mean you can get really crazy with this which you know welcome to my head this is <laughs> like. all these people are talking in my head but i mean um, you know, and I would like to add to that. One of the things that I've learned, um, I I grew up in very in a very difficult environment, and um, I had to learn to be my own nurturer. So I, the mother figure, I had to learn how to allow that figure to soothe and calm and nurture, and say, "You're going to be okay," and you "You, know, you are worthy. You are," um, and and so. Yeah when you're, I mean, I guess getting back to goals, is even in the attempt, you know, I know you and I, You were talking before, the question you asked me was, how do you find the courage? Well, it is allowing that mother figure, for me, to say, honey, you're worth it, in a, in a gentle voice. And then sometimes it's that courage that I, I let come forward to say, you are fierce, you are strong. And I'm like, yes, those are the ones. And over time, when you start making a choice to listen to those voices, then you start automatically going to those voices first rather than first going to fear or first going to be negative. Um, you out, you learn, um, unlearn the habit of going to those first. But it takes time. It takes time to get
0: there for sure. Yeah, and I, I like that you aren't, stifling fear or kind of shutting fear up I guess because fear is still there and there's a and fear should be there but you're saying I you know my go-to will be one of the other voices
1: um you know I allow (laughs) this is a very deep but I will allow the mother figure to love fear okay like honey I know you're afraid I know you are let me give you a hug. Um, let me let it be okay. I know you're afraid. I know it's scary. Um, and so, you know, I think you can use the different parts of you to just love on the other parts of you. Even the negative person, like, I know that's your sitting now negative, like you're sitting next to fear. So this is why, you know, we understand and, and love that, love yourself through it, not judge yourself through it. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, this is how, yeah, that's, How I sort of see the process of gaining courage is just learning how to work with all the different parts of yourself.
0: I I love this so much. So as we're talking, I had an opportunity today to use the comfort zone model with one of my students. So I, I talked to her about your comfort zone, your fear zone, your learning zone, your growth zone. And I, I wanted to encourage her and, and for her to understand that doing something new, you are going to have fear. But yes. if you can get through it, you can learn and grow and be better. And I gave her multiple examples of where, you know, she could use this from, you know, one small thing from making a friend to being the type of athlete that she wants to be to being the person in in this world that she was meant to be right and i, I wish i had talked to you before talking to her
1: <laughs> you can always go back
0: yeah because i i think being able to bring in that nurture side of us for her specifically would be helpful to work with that fear right right and um you
1: know i think that um you know when I've seen, in my years, so I, I was a therapist years ago. We talked about having the uh, similarity of a counseling background. And one of the things that I learned through that is most of the time, I really just spent um, affirming people that they're normal, affirming them that they already had the answers within them, right? Yes. And it's not because I was, I, I mean, I genuinely when I sat with them, I ended up really believing that they had the answers. And so I think through that process, I learned, well, I guess if they have all the answers to their lives, I, I probably have those as well. And just getting, you know, the process of learning, you know, how to access those. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I think I just really like the whole visual of this. Yeah. Um, it really makes sense. Um, it really resonates to, to think about this and to have, I'm, I'm hesitating on saying this, but conversations with yourself.
1: It's yes. I mean, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know what your demographic of um, listeners are, but I'm going to say maybe 40 ish, you know, like that, like, you know, we're at an age that we can do that now. <laughs> like so. So, you know, so what, you know, I think our, I know for me, my twenties and thirties, early thirties were, were spent worrying a lot what people thought of me and listening to the negative voice, listening to the worry, listening to all that. And I know my journey myself has been learning, learning which voice to listen to and allowing that to be okay. And so, you know, now, you know, we get a little bit older and it's like, you know, I, I, Really don't care. People think I'm right. so good and nutty. I'm healthy and happy, and that's what matters.
0: And I, you know, going back to the topic of this this episode of going after what you want, yes. you know, yes, I'm in my 40s, and I am really being more adventuresome than I ever have been, and. I'm going to try things and if I fail, that's okay because I'm trying something and I'm getting something out of the try. I really, yeah. truly am getting something out of the try. And I, I wish that I could have told my younger self right. yeah. to go after what you want. I you know, personally played some things safe in life. And I, you know, look at my children and I say, I don't want them to play it safe. Yeah. I want them to, to reach for the stars. I want them to try whatever they want to try. And I want that for everyone. Yeah. And that's part of what, why, I, why I wanted you on for this, this podcast yeah. is just to encourage people of any age that you can go after what you want. Right.
1: And I think that... I, it, you know, it could be some of it is, you know, a gender thing. I don't know. I've, I've read a lot about gender-wise that, you know, women, females, you know, we're not really taught to risk things, uh, to play it safe. And so sometimes we make career goals surrounding, you know, things related to our family, which I, I don't judge that. I did the same thing, you know, the goals I made were surrounding what would be you know, easy and good for our family so it can stay functioning. Um, but it, it ended up that I also played it safe and I ended up not being a very happy individual because of it. And, um, and I think that, you know, if I could go back, I would do the same thing. And, but I think the lucky thing is, is that having conversations like this, and I just received a message from a woman today who read my crazy journey, the bike journey, and um, so she talked about, you know, her son is leaving home, or left home, and that she has been lost for over a year. You know, her our kids are gone. Who is she? And um, and I think a lot of women get to that point. Who am I? What am I doing with my life? And the good news is that we can start again. We can start a new journey. It's not over, um, and there's exciting things that can, you know, be part of our
0: future yes and and are we can always change what we want to go after um include something different something new uh, a new twist on things yeah. so it doesn't like if my dream in life has always been to do x i don't have to stick with it if that's still not my dream
1: exactly you can crop you can start a new dreamstorming sheet and um you know we really are the designers of our lives and i don't know that we always feel that way we feel like we we often talk in terms of the limitations we have the the um reasons why we cannot but the truth is we we really are the we're in the control box we're the control panel
0: are there any other tips or tools that you have for people that are still figuring out going after what they want Um,
1: the, the really, I mean, part of it is to, you know, time and time again, and I think maybe it's just underscoring what I've already said, is having gentle empathy for yourself and allowing those things to come up and not judging them. And so I I want to underscore that. And, and then also, I, I think at times we have gone for things and we have failed. So maybe it's a weight loss program. I know we all do that starting in January. Um, and I would like your <laughs> listeners to know that January of 2009, I decided to have a healthier lifestyle and I kept my resolution. And so it can happen. So if, if people are wanting to start over in January, you know, don't judge yourself. You know, this could be your year that you do it. Um, but the other tip I would say is that um, I do, I've done a lot of research on people that achieve goals and what, how do they think, what do they do What differently? And one of the things that I learned about, um, people that are more successful at achieving goals is really how they start out, how they go about it. And, um, there's a researcher, I cannot remember his name, but he called it a high hope people. So they have all these characteristics. And one of the things that they do when they, um, decide to go after something is that they expect barriers and, and it's not an emotional thing. They, they expect that there will be problems. They expect that there will be attempts at derailing. And so they will come up with what they, what he called multiple pathways.
0: Okay.
1: You know, if you have one goal, you have, you know, four different pathways achieving that goal. And I think that's very significant. That we go into things thinking that there will, there's a possibility for failure everywhere. What are the ways in which this could be a failure? And I'm going to have four different options available to me to still achieve the goal that I want. And rather than this is a goal and this is how I'm going to go about it and no plan if it falls through. And so um, that's been very powerful for me. Um, In terms of thinking, um, you know, what happens if X, Y, and Z happens on my bike trip? I've got to get over the mountain. Now I've told everyone on the planet that I'm doing this. I had better get over that mountain. Um, So having multiple plans on achieving that is going to be really important.
0: Well, I think that's that's interesting. I haven't heard that uh, strategy before, but I really like it. Because when people get to a point with their goal – that they're not seeing it play out the way they expected it. And so they're thinking that it already failed. They they stop because they're like, I failed. Yeah. And in, they don't want to revise it because if I have to revise it, that means I'm a failure. No. So the, the revision has kind of a negative connotation with it. But if I already thought about if it doesn't happen this way, I need to try it this way. The failure aspect is totally not there. It's just yeah. I'm using another way to get where I want to go. I'm using another path to to get there. Um, so again, it's it's not that failure connotation, and I just have to switch gears and do it a different way. So I like I really like that.
1: Yeah, I think we that successful people start out and get it done and I my girlfriend's always used to say that to me oh that's you though you do everything you do these crazy things and you succeeded them and as if I have some um, kind of luck and this is what drove me to kind of even chronicle this crazy journey because already um, I'm, I'm working hard to really show how I don't know what I'm doing an entire time. I don't know what I'm doing. And from the day I decided to, you know, create this restaurant concept and, you know, it's really successful now, people think that it came easy and that, no, I did not know what I'm doing. And, um, and I think that's, what's driven me to kind of, I wanted to pull back the curtain of success to show people, Hey, this can be you too, in different ways. And, um, you know, this idea of that, that success is really clean and pretty and in a cute little box does not exist. It really looks like what it is that I'm talking about, which is I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this and I've got to figure it out and it's messy and dirty and ugly along the way.
0: Which is interesting. Like a lot of people won't start something until they completely understand it. Yes. Um, additionally, with like imposter syndrome, if I'm not an expert at it, then no one really cares or I shouldn't start it. So I've got to research, research, research and know what I'm doing before I jump in.
1: Well, and it's, they're going to logic. They're going mm-hmm. to logic and they're allowing logic to be what drives the bus instead of courage. Um, you know, courage doesn't have to have all of the details. And so, um, that, you know, I, I would say, I feel, you know, this is me. I, um, you know, I'm a researcher. I love logic. I love planning and working things. I mean, I can take a goal and, you know, break it down to minute little details, but at the end of the day, that can't be what drives the bus. Courage really has to, um, from my
0: perspective. I love that you brought that right back to our round table. Yes. Because yes. that, that makes sense to me yeah. that, you know, that the imposter syndrome, you know, the person who feels like I've got to figure it all out before I start because I fear yeah. failure. So if I don't figure yeah. it out ahead of time, I'm definitely going to fail. Right. That That's, yeah, you're right. That's logic putting the, the limits and the restrictions and the caveats in. Yeah.
1: And it's logic sitting next and I think that's important but putting logic in there sitting next to courage at the table now that's a dynamic duo that can get things done
0: yes yeah like I I love that because in life there are things that we want to do that we aren't experts in and we we're not going to be an expert in it unless we dive in and try it and as you said it's messy it
1: is and you know I am a you know i'm a learner i love to learn but i do not like the learning curve it is so painful learning new things and you know and i tend to want to learn how to open a restaurant and then now i have this big online business i know nothing you know i've known nothing about and i'm having to learn all over again you know seo and all these different things that i i had no idea about before and um it's i don't like the learning curve i don't blame people for not liking it and it's messy and ugly. But you know, I just feel like circling back to the word joy. The messy and ugly, it's amazing how it really transforms us. The person we become by allowing ourselves that to go through the messy and ugly and to be unknowing and to be you know, not pretty while we're doing it. It 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 does it is a transformative experience.
0: I I completely agree with this whole podcast journey that I'm on. Yeah, I, I kind of had a thought uh, on wh- how I wanted to do things, what I wanted to do, and I've allowed myself to open up and not be so planned and yeah. to take opportunities as they come. And I'm so glad that I have allowed myself to do that because I've had opportunities to meet so many wonderful people. I know. And yeah. hear what they have to say. That if I was so planned, I, I wouldn't be including that because including, you know, those spontaneous kind of discussions is yeah. um, sometimes uncomfortable. <laughs> I, you know, you're not controlling them. You don't know what's going to be said. I can imagine. But they they produce so many great things. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, it's back to what we were talking about. The you know, the journey itself is—it's the transformation. It's not actually getting the thing that we want. Although I would like to meet my weight goal, and I think that would be incredibly transformative. And I am ready to finish that that race. But, um, but you know, who we become in the process
0: is what, what we—I think—what we really want. So I love your. Your suggestion and passing on the information about those multiple pathways, I actually like, I wrote it down. And as you were talking, I'm just like thinking about some of my goal sheets that I use with students and how yeah. this would be helpful. Because I I do try to prepare them for roadblocks. We try to identify what the obstacles are going to be to troubleshoot ahead of time. And then I always ask them, what happens if you see that you're not going to achieve your goal? And usually what I ask for them to do is come back to me and we will revise the goal. Yeah. But I'm asking them to come back to me and possibly feel the shame of saying, I failed. Right. And that's a hard thing. And, and I think that's a hard thing for anyone, but that's a hard thing for adolescents to do. So I, I want to incorporate that thinking of the multiple pathways because I, I just believe that it's taking that failure aspect out of it or minimizing it because we're coming up with other options. And if I've chosen, you know, like four, if I'm in it and those four aren't working, I probably am more open to find another pathway. And I won't be, I have to revise it because I can't meet my goal. It just has a different mindset attached to it.
1: And, you know, a thing that you might add to that is the, the table theory of the people at the table is, you know, we know having shame surrounding not accomplishing anything. So shame, shame is now at our table um, is not very helpful in moving forward. It is destructive. And so, um, you know, having that conversation, if it's, if it's you having it with yourself how do I, how am I going to deal with the shame if it's not exactly like I thought it would be? What voice is going to speak to the shame? I mean, and and having that part of your plan um, so that you're not completely just derailed and done, that there is, that gives you the potential to move on when you say to yourself, well, um, okay, when shame emerges, I'm gonna, you know, I'm a big believer in allowing yourself to feel the pain of uh, um disappointment um, I, I think a lot of motivational people they get it wrong just you know positive think your way through everything i, I don't believe in that at all i, I think it's actually rather destructive um, we do need to feel the feeling but you need to have a time timer going on it um, you know what not have it be indefinitely and there, there needs to be an end to it and so how much time do you give yourself? And then who, who's going to pick up the baton from shame?
0: Again, such a visual. Who's picking up the baton? Yeah. I, I do agree with you. Um, I talk about honoring the feelings that you're having because those yeah. are genuine. And if yeah. we stuff them down, we're not dealing with them. And we're not allowing them to, to surface. To see the light of day and to really truly be felt. So we talk about honoring those feelings, and I I agree with you about time—that it's you know there's a specific amount of time for that type of feeling, whatever it may be, and then we we have to pick ourselves up and figure out what the next step is.
1: And you know this—I when I set goals, I like to achieve them as quickly as possible. So the thing that I've learned is that actually allowing yourself to feel the pain in the suffering is the quickest way from a to z i mean it's the quickest way to get from where you are where you want to go it's just allowing yourself to go through and experience those feelings get it over with i know we all hate it and then we can move on and um, for me that's just sped up the achievements and successes in my life dramatically when i'm not fighting all of that
0: which i i I know this is going slightly off script, yeah. but I know that you do some coaching. Yeah. So as a coach, would it be your role to help someone who is maybe having that struggle where they're feeling that shame and they're trying to stuff it down and you can see that it's clouding their movement forward... Or impeding them from moving forward—is that where we say, "Hey, we need to acknowledge those feelings that you're having"? Because if we don't, you're carrying them with you through this process.
1: I absolutely think um, I I have a girlfriend. Actually, Um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a a friend, mother, you know, a wife, and so this is sort of how I navigate with my friends. I have a girlfriend who um, does not do sad. She does happy really, really well. And she does anger. And she knows that. She's a feisty spirit. She does not do sad. And I remember having just a conversation with her and saying, Okay, so right now this is just sadness. Like, breathe with me. Just this is what sad feels like. And that it's gonna come in a wave, and then you're gonna come to the other side of it, and then it's gonna come back up, but just like breathe, and we literally breathe through it, just like she was having contractions or something. Okay. And, um, you know, to this day, she remembers that experience and it, it just taught her like, I can deal with this. Um, and so we did that together, but, um, and I, and I think, um, you know, and when we talk, I mean, I, I know we're getting a little off topic, but when we talk about goals, we talk about dreams, it is tied into so much emotion. And, um, And in fact, some of the research that I have um, read on, on the idea of goals can even make people somewhat depressed because they're analyzing where I'm not, I'm here and I want to be there and I'm not there. And that makes me sad. So I think recognizing that we're going to have all that emotion and allow the disappointment to happen. And then now it's time to get to work.
0: Thank you for saying all of that, because it really made sense to me. Um, And it's interesting, you know, I talk to people professionally, personally about goals. I talk to my husband about goals. I am wired that way, that goals excite me. I'm moving towards something. But I know everyone is not as excited about me, and I didn't understand why. (laughs) Other than it's work, like in people sometimes are yeah. adverse to work. Um But hearing that they're seeing where they're not, they yeah. see a goal as a lack instead yeah. of a, an exciting moving towards, that's, right. that's really thought-provoking for me. So thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, you know, because I don't know. I'm always already now like, hey, you have New Year's resolutions, people. And, you know, I get the people like, no, I don't do that. And it's, it's, their experience has been in the past that it reminds them of where they're not. And, and, you know, I don't want to do that. That's painful. Yeah. Huh.
0: All right. I like that. That's one of those aha moments for me. So thank you. Oh, good. I, I, I appreciate excited. that. I appreciate that. So yeah. before we wrap up, kind of want to see if there's anything else that you want to share um, with my listeners, anything that you might've prepared or, or just haven't had a chance to say yet.
1: just from the bottom of my heart that, um, this is really your time. There's no other time, but now and, and you, you can, you're, you have the knowledge within you to know what it is you're supposed to do next. It is there and you have courage is at the table. Um, maybe courage hasn't been heard from since, you know, 1996 because stuffed courage In the corner so when courage finally comes up and speak everybody else at the table is going to be like "Um, what are you doing here but they will get used to courage being there and before you know it courage can become like the um i don't know the president of the committee or something but that it is there and you do have it within you and um yeah i guess we're talking a lot of wizard of oz themes here but you you do dorothy you have it within (laughs) you already and that's what i would say um, today is that um, be a corny New Year's resolution person. Go all in with your heart. You deserve it. You've done en- you've done enough for other people. You've done enough in your life. You know, serving other people, doing things um, for other people, and that it, it is okay for you to take the journey into discovering yourself.
0: Amen. Yeah. Enough said. Mic drop. Amen. Mic drop. yes <laughs> Oh, Wendy, you've said so many great things. I'd love for my listeners to know where they can find you, um, listen to you, see you, all that kind of great stuff, because you've yeah. got some re- great resources out there, too, available to people.
1: Well, and um, I will link your podcast to my website and any sort of goal. I mean, I have tons of goal-setting information on my website. okay wendysiger.com, and that's W-E-N-D-I-S-E-G-E-R.com. I have a small Facebook group. It's about 150 people. I guess it's not that small. Um, It's called the Go Bold Tribe. Um, I go live in there all the time. I'm very accessible. Um, You can subscribe to my email list. I respond to every email. And um, also I'm on Instagram and it's Wendy Seeger, W-N-D-I-S-E-G-E-R. And, um, you know, any of those you can locate. And like I said, I respond to every message and you know, Hey, I'm just pumped. If anybody has a goal they're going for, I mean, like I get excited just even hearing about it. Like it's a drug. So you, if you would like to excite (laughs) me, I, I mean, I sincerely will be pumped just hearing, um, anything anyone is going for and doing. And, um, and also I enjoy problem solving. So bring your problem on how to accomplish the goal. And I will put on my thinking cap with you.
0: Oh, that's great. And I will make sure that all the show notes have the information too, so that if people didn't get a chance to write it down, it'll be available to them.
1: Well, thank you, Meredith, for giving me the opportunity to talk about my favorite subject in the world and for you know being part of your listener's journey and your journey. I love it. I'm so glad to
0: have been here today. Well, thank you so much for sharing such good information, helping me have an aha moment. Um, and I do hope that the listeners really enjoy and take to heart some of the things that were said today because I think it's some great information. I've made my notes while you've been talking.
1: Awesome. Well, I hope so, too. And I hope to hear more from and your group. And I would love to come back on later, maybe when we're um, in that place of meeting new pathways.
0: Yes, that would be great. Really that would be great. Yes, as we maybe start our New Year's resolutions, we're at that point where they start falling off.
1: Yes, I'll come back. <laughs> We'll get fired
0: back up all right great okay i'm yeah. penciling you in okay
1: that
0: sounds perfect yes. all right all right so i'm going to say goodbye to the listeners and i will see you guys later bye thank you for listening to finding myself if you like what you heard please leave a review if you have a question or a suggestion Feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.